Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the feast of the Passover that we have celebrated through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And through him, we have been saved. In him, we have life. And you give us that life of abundance. You show us your word and all that you want to teach us through it. We thank you, Father, that you have not cut us off despite all our failures, despite all our shortcomings, our weaknesses. We thank you, Father, that you do not give up on us, but you are ever so patient and ever willing to take us back every time we fall but rise and decide to turn back to you. And then you pour out your grace on us, that grace that makes us whole in that area of weakness. Through your spirit, you not only sanctify us, but also strengthen us. So that we do not rely on our might, not by our power, but by your spirit, Lord, we are able to overcome that darkness in that area of our life and transform our thinking, our mindset, never to return to that area of our vulnerability. We thank you, Lord, that you cover our shame and you give us your name. You seat us in heavenly places high above all principalities and powers and you give us that authority you not only raise us from the pit, but you take us with you into that position, that commanding position. And you call us to yourself every single day. You long to be with us, just like the father came running out to the prodigal son as soon as he started walking to the father. The father saw him in the distance and came running to him. You come running to us as well the minute you see us far off when we've had a change of heart and we turn towards you. We thank you, Lord, then for that peace and that joy that you filled into our hearts. The joy of being with you. And it is that being, that communing with you that we derive our strength and our confidence, our faith from. So that when we speak, knowing and fully understanding what you have vested in us. We are able to command result. We share that same peace and that same joy, Father, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family called by your name. We share it with all those that are beneficiaries of every request that has been made on this prayer group. Those that have no one to pray for them. We offer ourselves, Lord, to stand in that gap. We share it with all those that are Christians, called by your name, and yet do not know you. How unfortunate can we be, Lord? We have your name, but we do not know you. 
and we share it with all those that have willingly gone away from you, that have believed the lies of the enemy. Quicken them, O oh Father, that their hearts be turned. Their hearts be turned towards you and like the prodigal son, they can reorder their steps back to you. Like you turned our hearts as well, Father. And today as we make our prayer, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the great I am, the one who is our fortress, our tower and our strength, our shield and our deliverer. A consuming fire. And in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us faith, the one who taught us prayer, the one who taught us to call you father, that you're not a God who is distant, that we should fear and be afraid of. It's not a God who punishes, but a God who loves. And in his giving, he became the everlasting father, the prince of peace who made peace between you and us. We thank you, Father, for giving us that gift. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of victory, the spirit of El Shaddai, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of truth, the same spirit of our God who has now made his tabernacle within us. who heals our backsliding. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of yourself in so many ways. And you reveal yourself to us so that we get to know you better. The more we know you, the more closer we come to you. We thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, the ways of your kingdom that you have mentioned in there. And you provide us principles which when we apply in our lives, we must see the abundance that they mention. You guarantee that by your name, your integrity backs it. We thank you that you have made us stewards of your creation in the earth realm. That we come under the authority of Jesus. But when we use his name as a steward, Everything else in this creation in the earth realm must obey that authority of our spoken word. Because it is the written word of the king himself. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You have blessed us with mercy that you renew for us every morning. You have blessed us with the gift of your grace that every time we fall short, you are there to back us up and fill the area that we have fallen short in. We thank you that you have blessed us with family, with friends who care for us and love us and are a representation of your love that you give us, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, that you said, I will never leave you. I will always be with you, even unto the end of time. When you are with us, who can be against us? There is nothing to fear. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your revelation, Lord. And I cover and seal every word that I speak as part of this reflection today 
by your precious blood, Jesus, and in your mighty name for your glory. Everything in the Old Testament is directly linked to a corresponding event or passage of significance in the New Testament. The New Testament is a fulfillment of what was said in the Old Testament. And today I'd like us to reflect on the mystery of the crossing of the Red Sea and how it is linked to the New Testament and consequently to our lives. It wasn't just a great story of redemption in the history of Israel that, is, that we enjoy reading and we enjoy listening to. To clap and to celebrate year on year. There is more. So let's go straight into it. The Bible records that after the passage and the striking down, after the Passover and the striking down of every firstborn in Egypt, Pharaoh let the Israelites go. You see that in Exodus 14. The Lord spoke to Moses and asked him to, as they left the country, the Lord did not take them through Palestine, but a longer way around through the wilderness. And as they passed through, Moses was instructed by the Lord to have the Israelites camp by the sea. And then he hardened the, and he hardened the heart of Pharaoh so that he would come in pursuit of the Israelites, knowing that they would be cornered, the sea before them as a dead end, and the chasing Egyptian army behind them. So they would have no escape. And that's when they cried out to God. And he asked Moses to lift up his staff, stretch out his hand over the sea and divide it. The Israelites marched through on dry land with walls of water on either side. It was kind of a protection. Or a guard, if you might call it that. And the Egyptians followed them into the middle of the sea. And then on God's instruction, Moses stretched out his hand again. And at sunrise, the sea returned to its normal position, drowning the Egyptians. But every one of the Israelites crossed safely. Now, what does this relate to in the New Testament? In the New Testament, we see again the people of God were in slavery to sin from the time of Adam. And so he sent Jesus who gave his life and blood for redemption. We have reflected on that and, and how that was meant to fulfill the ordinance of purification. We have seen that yesterday. Now here, when we draw a comparison between the two stories of redemption, the Red Sea symbolizes the blood of Jesus. No wonder it was called the Red Sea. The slavery to sin is the same as being slaves to a taskmaster like Pharaoh, who had earlier said, give them no straw and keep them busy so that they have no time to pray or to follow God and can continue to remain in slavery. He knew what would happen if they were to call on God's name. But when the people crossed the Red Sea and now the people crossed the bloodline of Jesus, 
It is like crossing the barricade to safety. The enemy could no longer harm them after crossing the blood. So when we plead the blood of Jesus, Satan immediately loses that battle. So here are a few reflections for us for today. Number one, thus the journey up until the Red Sea out of Egypt, the slavery for a long period of time, and then journeying out of that slavery. Does that story sound familiar? Like it has been your story. Certain problems that have chased you for a long time until you have reached a dead end. And if you hadn't called on the Lord and pleaded on his mercy and believed on the name of Jesus, it probably would have been a dead, literally a dead end. The problem like the Egyptians she will keep chasing. That is how the wicked one designs them to drain everything, every resource that could potentially help God's people so that they continue to remain in slavery. Just like I mentioned earlier, when Pharaoh commanded that no straw be given for making bricks, the Egyptians were, the, the Israelites were to source the straw from the bushes themselves. But the amount of bricks were not to diminish. So that the targets they had to achieve in their work would remain the same. But the resources would be depleted. Does this sound like your work life? So that you are kept so busy that you do not have time to plead your condition to God and ask for mercy. Many are kept working in double shifts just to pay their bills. It's pretty much like slavery to Pharaoh. Others will have other challenges in their lives that have drained out their emotional energy, that they are so drained that there is nothing left in them. But when you do call on the Lord's name, then he makes a way where there is no visible way. Let's look at what Moses said to the people here when they were trapped between the Egyptians and the Red Sea. And they grumbled and complained to him, have you brought us to die here? Was there no space for graves in Egypt? And Moses said, do not be afraid. Take your stand, be firm and confident and undismayed and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. For those Egyptians, for those problems, whom you have seen today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you while you only need to keep silent and remain calm. Keep silent and remain calm here does mean stay with him. It is not just keep quiet and do nothing. It really means stay with him, trust in him and don't complain and do not doubt. Many of us under the pressure of our problems start to grumble and complain to God. And we think that is our prayer, but we're doing nothing different from what the Israelites did. We just go back to him like they went to Moses and we start to complain, Lord, what did I do that you brought this problem on me? 
we need to change that mindset. A second reflection. If you recall when you faced the problem and got saved, <clears throat> someone would have played the role of Moses and interceded for you at that time. Moses was instructed to raise his staff and divide the sea so that the Israelites could enter into the Red Sea. Someone had to intercede and plead your case, lead you to Jesus, minister to you. And this time now it is your turn when you see someone that needs to be led to the protection of the blood of Jesus. Our call is to step up in such instances, to minister to them and to lead them to salvation. Number three, trust that the blood will part to receive them when you pray. And this is important. More importantly, remember that when they are led to the blood, at that time, it will look like the problem has almost overtaken them. The doctor's report will not be great. The pressure in their work situation will be turned on higher. The frustration in their relationships will mount. And they may feel like giving up. And that's when the Egyptians are right in the middle of the sea. That problem is right in the middle of the Red Sea in your case as well. We have to trust that the Red Sea and Jesus' blood will only let God's people pass through. No Egyptian and no problem can survive that Red Sea. Even the devil fears it when you plead the blood of Jesus. So trust in Jesus to deliver. And as Moses instructed them, as we have just seen earlier, keep silent and calm and let the Lord fight for you. That instruction is for us as well in these challenging times. The Lord will fight for you when you keep silent and calm. It is important not to grumble and not to speak negatively neither to fear nor doubt. We should not doubt God's promise of salvation to us. And so when people are faced with problems that seek to or have enslaved them already, lead them to the Red Sea that you know, to the Jesus that you know, and let his blood do the rest. Minister to them. Pray for their salvation, that they might cross the Red Sea and be freed from the problems, chasing them once and for all. And then just like it happened on that night as the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, when the Lord looked down in his pre-dawn watch, just as sunrise was taking place, he instructed Moses to raise his hands, to stretch out his hand, raise his staff, and the sea would return back, flowing in from the walls that protected the Israelites to now becoming a weapon of destruction where every Egyptian, every problem would drown in it. And the Israelites were rid of that problem, chasing them once and for all. It could be like a debt that you were defaulting on, you're unable to pay. A reputation 
issue that was chasing you so long is drowned in that sea of the blood of Jesus. All we need to do is keep silent, keep calm and stay with him. We see that even in the Psalms it is mentioned. In Psalm 91, the one that many of us say every single day. All that the Lord says there in the start, the condition to be fulfilled is he who dwells in the shadow, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He didn't ask you to do anything more. And then the list of all the promises that he gives follows that verse from there. That dwelling, that keeping calm and silent. Being still in his presence and with him. We shall continue on this tomorrow on the other part of their journey after they have crossed the Red Sea. The journey after salvation for the Hebrews. What happens next and how is that relevant to us? The 40 years that they spent in the wilderness. That is what we will reflect on briefly tomorrow. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we understand these passages from your word, as you teach us your ways, your principles of redemption, of abundance, and then dominion, helps us absorb them in a way that we are able to apply them in our lives, Lord. So that when we are faced with various situations, we exactly know which principle from your word to call upon so that we might not end up in shame, but we can actually command victory in that challenge that is placed or posed before us. We can be very strategic in that battle when we know the strategy that you have given us. We ask for that wisdom, that understanding. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord, that you reveal to us through your word and your spirit. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. For those of our families, we pray for every request that has been mentioned on this prayer group. For all those that are battling sickness and disease, for all families that are battling separation, that are battling any attacks against them. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. We plead the blood of Jesus over each of these and over every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with the will and the plan that you have for each of these lives, Lord. We call on the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, from sin, from danger, from accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disaster. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. 
We pray in a special way for all those members of our family and friend circle that are not yet saved as well. Quicken them, Lord, that they shall call on your name and be delivered. We pray for our own personal needs as well. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith and speak our prayer, our word to you, you always patiently listen to us and you move at that word. When we pray in the spirit, the heavens above us are opened. And every prayer that we release from our heart in faith, we believe, Lord, that we receive it and it shall be ours. That prayer must be an answered prayer. We make this our prayer of agreement with each other and with the Holy Spirit who intercedes on our behalf with and for us as well. I encourage all of you that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in as we pray in the Spirit. Those that are praying for the gift of the Spirit, uh, for the gift of tongues from the Spirit, to release your tongue and your faith and let the Holy Spirit take over. Ask Him to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ambrosia <laughs> <laughs> 
Sanda 
scripture being given today is from Philippians 1, 19 and 20. Yes, and I shall rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I shall not be at all ashamed, that but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honoured in my body, whether by life or by death. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. This is from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 14, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I feel led to the verses from the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verses 26 to 30, where it is written, and the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old and upwards which have murmured against me. Doubtless you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear or which I swore to give or to make 
you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude this morning's reflection, just a heads up on our Bible study topic for this Friday. The topic is the power of proclamation. We will learn that the word of God, along with his breath, that is his spirit, gives life to various situations. We will also learn to take hold of God's word to execute God's written judgments. We shall share this topic along with links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube later today on our Telegram group. Please share those with your friends and family and invite them to come and attend this session. Lord, we thank you for your grace that we ask that your precious blood is still available to us and we are able to access it as soon as we believe in you. Then when we step into that blood, there is always a new dawn that comes there, a new beginning where every problem that we have carried as baggage and stepped into that blood is washed off and must drown in there. And we are rid from that bondage to a life free from that burden, free from that weight, to a life of liberty in your kingdom through salvation. We thank you, Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go forth and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Take care. Thank you, Jesus.